Selling on Etsy for over 13 years, helping hundreds of Etsy shops grow their business using proven methods. Today, we're talking with full-time sellers and Etsy coaches, Brad and Melissa McDonald, about the inner workings of Etsy and about what you should do and what you shouldn't do in order to succeed on the platform. Let's dive in now and jump right into it. Yeah, super happy you guys are here. Tell me how like you got into Etsy. I'm very curious, right? Because I talked to Brad. Obviously, we're we have we're friends now over these last year. Tell me how you guys found Etsy. Uh, well, it was back in 2008 for myself when um, we had our first child, and of course, I didn't want to go back to work, but I wanted to make an income online, ideally. And back then, Etsy was pretty new, and so that's when I started my first Etsy shop back in 2008, and it just kind of grew from there. I loved it. And, you know, I started in the jewelry industry and then expanded from there. That's kind of how I first started kind of dipping my toes into it. And That's he would walk from behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, It probably starts out like a, like a little bit of a, it's a hobby at first and like, oh, it'd be cool if I sold some things, but it didn't, it didn't really work out like that for you guys though, right? Like something was a little bit different. How, how did it work? Like you started a jewelry yeah. shop, right? And then yeah. tell us a little bit about like the success, like if you, you don't have to share numbers, but like, give us an idea of like how the numbers went. Right. So yeah, back then it started out slow, but then I started to get so like busy and really enjoy what I was doing. Um, so I thought, oh, if I could, you know, cause as, as a lot of creative people are, they're interested in a whole bunch of different things, not just one type of creativity usually. So we started with jewelry, kept doing that. And then I expanded into some sewing shops on Etsy, um, like baby carriers, because that's the mode I was in at the time. Right. Um, yeah. And they just, it, it was a struggle at first to try and figure out how to balance it all and how to, and Etsy was very different back then too, right? 2008, that's a while ago. So, um, and then it just kind of grew from there. And then our friends started asking, oh, what are you guys doing? How do you, how, you know, can you help me set my, up my Etsy shop? Um, so that kind of started, that was up until 2015, pretty much, right? Yeah, that's when I kind of got got in the, uh, got in the action. Until then, I didn't really take it that seriously until I started to see the revenues that she was bringing in. It's like, oh, what's going on here? It seems like <laughs> you can just grab a glue gun, order some stuff from China, put some things together, and boom, you're in business, right? I did not order stuff from China. <laughs> it's like that, right? Like, it seemed like... Whatever. But it looks, yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, either way, like, even if it was from China, like, not saying it wasn't, but even if it was, like, you're still personalizing yourself before you're shipping it out. Like, it's still, you know, your own. Um, but that's, that's amazing, right? So, like, tell me... Okay, so tell me real quick, Brad, what what did you what were you doing like during that time, right? You're saying Melissa's like kind of shop, you're kind of watching it and you're seeing this thing kind of just she's just doing the right things pretty soon. She has a couple shops, it sounds like, and the revenue kind of caught your attention because you're a business guy yourself. So tell us about what you do, what you did. It was really about finding a job. At first it was a tiny little side hustle that grew and grew, and then you know, you start paying attention to it because it starts making money. And on my end, I was, you know, I was a main street business broker. So I was doing valuations for businesses and I was already into the coaching business. And so what we were doing separately kind of side hustles uh, could eventually merge together when COVID happened as I, you know, grew more interested in the business. So I just kind of fell into it. You could say um, when COVID started, my business kind of ended because of uh, COVID, but I just jumped on the bandwagon with Melissa because we'd already been working together doing listings for a few years uh, in a very 
very, very small way, but she was always in a much bigger way than me. But then a lot of his clients too were realizing, especially even before COVID, but trying to take their businesses online as well, like expanding mm -hmm. their main street businesses to what can they, you know, depending on the business, what could they do on e-commerce? So you were already, we were already kind of working together that way. And so, yeah, in 20, yeah, 2017, pretty much we merged and decided, you know, because of the demand we both focused on helping other Etsy shop owners with their shops. Wow. That's really powerful because like, it's one thing to like grow your own shop, grow your own business online and you crush it and you're really doing well and it's exciting. Right. And you guys can celebrate. Right. And maybe your family, like your close circle kind of celebrates with you, but it's like a whole nother thing when you could actually like teach someone else to do what you just did. And then you, you scale that out and you're helping now you're helping a bunch of people like learn how to fish for themselves versus just like eat your own fish. Right. Um, that's literally so, so powerful. That's how you, that's how people change the world, right? It's like, they're literally helping people change their own lives. You're giving them the power to change their own lives. And that's what you guys have been doing since 2015, which is amazing. I think, it, yeah, yeah too. it's very satisfying. It's a satisfying, satisfying type of job for sure. Yeah. And plus you get a lot of experience. Like if, if you think of like just growing one shop in the jewelry sector, like Melissa did, like that's just one avenue of Etsy, a very small little niche while jewelry is huge, but just that one shop is a very small piece of the puzzle you could say in the Etsy world but when you think of having the opportunity not to just grow one shop and make it successful but to be able to now go into like a thousand different shops and seeing what's making them successful and what makes them fail seeing the ups and the downs you start to understand um you know from how things need to be set up what really does work and what doesn't work after a while yeah, across the whole spectrum, it's mm -hmm. it's very um, eye-opening to, you're not just experienced in just one little niche, you know? So yeah, being able to help from a huge, like, you know, every type of possible niche on Etsy, um, yeah, it's, it helps, yeah, broaden your your horizons, as it were, I guess. I, I totally can relate, yeah, for sure, because obviously everybody is a data platform, right? So, and we get to, we, we fortunately have the, have the blessings of, like, seeing so many industries or so many niches so many listings across literally the entire platform we understand we're seeing things that are just like oh we thought that was normal and like no it's not normal over here for this category you know so it's it's very fascinating so i could totally relate to what you're saying when you have so many cu customers or clients right you mm -hmm. guys are are basically advising and consulting with um you just get to see trends you know and because when you're when you're a seller you don't see those trends you're I mean, you kind of like you hear about them on a Facebook group or, you know, something like that, but you don't really know um, because you just don't have the, like you said, the the horizontal, right? The experience and insights that you're seeing from all of your guys' customers, which makes it super powerful because then you can wrap all that experience up and then apply all that experience to your clients, right? I imagine that's what you do. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's very, yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. That's amazing. Can we talk about like the Etsy opportunity for a little bit? Um, because uh, oftentimes we hear you know, Etsy's dead or Etsy's dying or the opportunity on Etsy is, is, you know, not there anymore. Cause obviously you've been here for on Etsy for so long. Um, you've seen that like the ups and the downs and all these things just from, as a seller, is the opportunity still there to, to crush on Etsy or is it fizzling out? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. We probably both have something to say yeah, about that, but <laughs> just, I was just thinking right off the top that that's a common Thing that we hear from people who are frustrated if they when they're not making sales right so oh it's too saturated so they just blame the saturation or blame that there's 
you know, all sorts of things, but that's totally not the case at all. There's new shops that are starting all the time and with the right strategy, they can totally do awesome on Etsy. So it is 100% your strategy. And um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm sure you've got lots more to say about that, but yeah, that's, that's a common, like, uh, I don't want to say, um, myth. yeah, yeah. It's a common myth. Yeah. But stats show otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I'll even talk about like a shop just as an example that we were, that we've been meeting with anyways in the last month and called Goldova on Etsy, just as an example, uh, they, they overnight, almost overnight became one of the best sellers uh, for a jewelry shop. And I think that's kind of incredible. How can a jewelry shop in our day and age, um, be relevant? And so I think that really speaks to, you know, kind of an answer to your question. Is it possible? Is it, if you, I think there's kind of a combination of two different things in this, like number one, unique and number two, uh, personalization. If those things are combined in the right way, um, you know, very thoughtfully, then yes, there's a ton of room, you know, even for t-shirts and drop shipping and the whole gambit. Um, there's, and even the digital world, there's a ton. Uh, there's a couple ideas to actually separate you from, like separate some of these ideas that are have mass saturation from others. There's some way to, ways to get some attention, even if you're in the in a very saturated uh, community of sellers. So if you separate yourself using those principles of uniqueness and personalization, definitely, you know, you can take your own creativity, apply it to what you have, become different yet stay in a similar category and really you can do well the market's massive for that and growing all the time and not yeah sorry uh, <laughs> yeah i was just thinking not just that is of course there's that but there's also ways like there's legitimate ways like with your with ever be there's ways to actually do the research and figure out what is going to work what is what are people looking for um so it's not just guessing but there's a total number strategy that you can base your decisions on how you're going to guide whatever niche you're you're in yeah i got a hack for ever be by the way if you want to hear it yeah please I, <laughs> before you do that like it's cool to like hear that and because now that we have ever be right we've we in the market for about a year and a half at, at this recording. Um, you know, we're seeing different strategies that are being used and it was different than my, even our strategy, right? My initial strategy. So it's so cool. And it's so exciting for me to see this. People are using different things. Um, so anyway, yeah, please share, share your strategy for everybody here and for myself selfishly. Yeah. I, I think one of the errors these days is going on previous Etsy experience to create new ideas. I think that that idea right there is a losing idea. There's things have changed so much, but as an example, uh, the the number one way that we're doing product research now is using Everbee. The number one way is the tool that has been designed, where you can put in any kind of keyword for something, any product for sale. It'll give you the average pricing across the board for that price. So that allows you in a in a unique way to be able to think to yourself, what can I provide? for people that would like to purchase and where can I you know, where do I want my price point to be? First of all, mm. um, I think that's like the number one thing that should, should be done is using that tool to start off with your goals. And so make your income goal, first of all, say, you know, six months, stretch it out and then, you know, scale each month, month one, month two, put them out that you want to scale up until month six, which should be your, your, uh, your goal, but then use Everbee, use your software there to, 
your platform to be able to um, put in a starting point, uh, start with pricing and where you need to be. Because if you start off the other way, if you start off with like digital, I'm going to start off with digital, or I'm going to start off with physical fulfillment or drop shipping. If you're already pigeonholing yourself into that, you might lose an entire uh, variety that you never even thought. If you're led by price, and then you add your creativity in a brainstorm and then validate your idea, you might never have thought of something that you could some local supplies very easily get yourself going and make a good profit margin and meet, meet your goals. Like that's the starting point now for all of the Etsy sellers is using that tool. I love that. I, I really appreciate that so much too. And just to be clear to everybody listening, when he, when Brad's saying drop shipping, who he's talking about is like print on demand. Um, those that's that's commonly used interchangeably, um, like Printify, Printful, all those things. Um, just wanted to clear that up for anybody that asks. Uh, Totally love that strategy. And another one is, okay, going back to like the market and kind of summarizing that is I totally agree with you guys, right? The, the Etsy market is, <laughs> it's just getting started. It's not even, it's, there's an abundance of shoppers, uh, buyers, like looking on this platform every single day to say that, you know, there's no opportunity there or it's too saturated is just, I think it's an excuse to not put full forth you know, like your, your, you know, next try to execute, you know, a plan. Um, I, it's, it's more of a victimhood, right? You can kind of go into this, like, and go deep on this stuff, but like, it's, it's a, it's an easy way out of just saying like, this is why I'm not successful is because it's too saturated. And it's just, I don't accept that personally, right. On a personal level, I just don't accept that answer. So, um, I understand that things sometimes are more competitive. I understand that. And the strategy may, may need to change, or maybe the research needs to be more thorough. Uh, but you can literally go into Everbee right now and you can like type in shirts, for example, in the search bar, you can use product analytics and shirts is obviously a very competitive keyword, right? Um, and you can just go ahead and Everbee will actually show you the, 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 not only the monthly sales and revenue of the listings, but they'll show you, if you scroll to the right, you can actually go to the um, shop sales. And then you can also see the shop age next to it. So if you want proof that what Melissa and Brad and I are saying, just go to that table, look at shop age, shop sales, and you're going to see some shop ages like three months old, six months old, that are absolutely crushing it. Uh, and it's, some, it's, a, it's a feature that I don't really talk about a whole lot and I need, probably need to do a better job of it, but um, it's powerful because it's proof that, man, this shop is six months old and they already have like a thousand sales or 1500 sales or 10,000 sales. Like it's, it's crazy. So. Totally. It's such, I love that point too, because it just, it gets rid of all the myths out there because people there's, you know, there's so many opinions about everything, but when you get down to the actual numbers, which is what's awesome about that program is you see the actual numbers. So it puts to, puts to rest any ideas or myths out there. And one of the new features that also is a must have there is the tags and seeing what the previous months um, actual number count is for the tags. I mean, that's an invaluable tool. You don't now, you don't have to bounce around looking for what the average visits were. You can see it in those tags and then you can start to make selections based on what, what happened last month, which ones that you will use, which ones that you won't use. Again, it gives you another little advantage over other shops, but that's just a start. I mean, that's just a couple things that get you going with those new features. That's so cool. And no, I appreciate that for sure. Um, let's talk about, okay, let's talk about how to succeed on Etsy, right? So we're sold, okay, Etsy's the platform. Okay, we're a seller. Maybe I'm a new seller, maybe I'm an old seller, right? And point is, I'm ready to dive in and really be successful. 
with my online shop? How does someone do that? Like, where do they start? We would say mm -hmm. uh, the big thing that we talk about all the time is getting your listings as to a hundred, your visibility is key. Getting those listings to hundred percent visibility. Okay, hold and on. First, tell us what is <laughs> sorry, and just because every, now you just went over everybody's head. Um, okay. What what is visibility? Right, and he, Brad will explain that. He's a better <laughs> explanation of that. <laughs> Someone came up with a formula that approximately fifteen visits per day. It should be the goal for every Etsy shop to have. Sorry, every listing in an Etsy shop to have. Now, if that principle guides an Etsy seller in their creation of products, the goal that they should have is to keep on going until they have 15 visits per day. Because obviously, uh, if you're getting 15 visits per day on your sellers and you, the average conversion rate being about 75 visits for one sale, just like on average, okay. you know, that's, you know, in, in a few days you'll have a sale. And ultimately for every Etsy seller, that should be the objective is to have sales happening every single day. And so right from the outset of starting that new Etsy shop, the goal has to be really in line with you. Gone are the days where, you know, if you have one or two visits per week on a listing, you're going to make it. It's just not acceptable to put all that work into something and, and just have nothing come from it. The objective really now has to be um, maximizing the optim optimization so that the clicks come in for your best sellers and then spinning off the results so that it's, you're creating new products that actually are related to things that are already strong in your shop through enhancements and highlights and so forth. There's lots of different things that can be done. But well, visibility is basically like if you're shopping, right? If you're going down a shopping aisle yeah. and you're at the ketchup aisle, how do you get your ketchup bottle visible to your brand with all the other brands? Yeah. So it's visibility basically is kind of what it sounds like. How do you get your listing seen, right? Yeah, and I, I totally nerd out with my explanation there, Cody. But you know, it, it's if if you did take that analogy of visibility, like like Melissa just said, and if you go down down a grocery aisle and you see that just Heinz ketchup, as an example, is the only one that's showing, but there's a whole bunch of brands behind it. You think there's only one brand in existence, mm. and so visibility really just is pulling yours to the front using all sorts of different ways to do it, but that's all it really is in its most simplest form. And there's a way to find that score, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a way to find that visibility score on your listing. And the purpose is there's different strategies. The higher, the closer you get that visibility score, like it gives you a percentage, mm -hmm. um, the closer you get that to hundred percent, then oh. the higher the chances of sales. I love that. Exactly. So, um, the manual way, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the manual way that I'm understanding of like finding a visibility score finding is, is to go to your listings, for example, take it over like a 30 day period of time. You go to a specific listing such as like ketchup bottle, for example, um, it's got 100 views or visits for that specific listing though. Is that correct? And then yeah, what sure. do I do with that? So tell, walk us through the rest of that. So really the idea should be, so if you're keeping, you know, measuring over 30 days is a great way to do it, but really to be aware of what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis with the listings, with the views would be the ideal thing in that scenario that you just described. So if you go to your Etsy shop and are monitoring your daily visits, you shouldn't be content with just like, uh, you should know within two days, whether or not your, your listing has the needs to be changed should, because they can all be optimized very quickly. Okay. Um, but there should be a 30 day incremental check on it. Cause that's where patterns are established, you know, so you should be able to see it quick though. Okay. Your goals for each of your listings should be 
when you look at them, you can easily find this in your stats pages, right, of your Etsy shop. You want to have at least 15 views or a day on that listing. That would be 100% visibility. Yeah. Like to when be you get clear to for everybody real quick, sorry to interject, um, to be clear is the visits, uh, Brad is saying like in the top, right, in the top visits, that's not what we're necessarily talking about. We're more talking about the listing specific visits, correct? The views or whatever, whatever Etsy calls them today. Sometimes they change them. Yeah. yeah, so just go from the date when it was published and then take your total visits and divide by the how many days it's been, you know, since it's been created, that's your, and just take 15, you know, how close are you getting one a day, two a day, your goal should be to get up to that 15 and then just leave it. Uh, you can go much higher, of course, but you also need, you know, another idea there too, is to establish a minimum of acceptable visibility for your listing. And so you want it to be 100%, but there's going to be ebbs and flows of other listings that don't reach that very quickly. So you should also have a minimum standard. And if you don't reach a minimum standard of at least three visits per day, after you optimize it up, then you should get rid of it. If it's not meeting like a quarter of a visit per day, you and you try everything that you've done, like every possible top to bottom Etsy strategy that you can possibly do, and it's still getting like 0.25 clicks per day, it's time to set it free and move right. on to ideas you know so basically the main goal to summarize this visibility score thing is the main goal is to have if you have like a bunch of listings in your in your shop the main goal is to get 15 views or visits to that listing every single day um and that's the main goal right 15 or more by the way right of course things can be 150 a day if it if it takes off and runs which does happen and that's great but the main goal that you guys basically coach people to do is how do you optimize these things to get as close to 15 as possible per day uh, that's how somebody builds a sustainable Etsy shop. Is that correct? Yeah. And um, can I, I'm not sure if this is the time to throw it in here, Cody, but um, there, you know, somebody has to be really careful of the strategy that they go for those visits. It should be organic. I see. Like, yeah. And like, there's a lot of different little things that people are using these days to get their visits up. And those ideas, if they're, if, if you're ever caught with those ideas, Etsy would shut them down a couple, like, real precautions to take. Uh, here's one just from yesterday, in fact. Okay. Uh, somebody hired someone on a different platform, a freelancer, and uh, they use bots to give them more visits. Etsy caught them, shut them down immediately. And so, you know, other people will use forums to gather for likes and to get visits, but they're empty clicks. They have no value. And so be very, you know, just organic is what you want. You want to optimize them for the organic audience. And once that's done, I mean, that's, that's the true kind of people that are looking. That's what you want. You don't want any gimmicks, nothing fake, like the real deal. Gotcha. And so obviously when people say, or when you say Renick, that's like somebody typing in shirts, right? Shirts for mom or something like that. And you're showing up in the search somewhere, search for mom. Now, what about paid ads? So, so the strategy for that too, right? Yes. Um, we'll try not to geek out on the numbers. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Well, generally, the general, there's right. definitely a strategy for that. Um, and it all has to do with uh, what's going on in your shop. So what may work right now with another t-shirt shop may be totally the wrong strategy for you in your shop. So it all, that's why we're big on, yeah, what's going on on the back end. There's a lot of factors involved. It's not simple as just a, oh, throw on your Etsy ads and you'll be good. Right. Yeah. And it would be like, of course, we're okay with Etsy ads, mm -hmm. but there's a point of reasonableness where you should say to yourself, um, is it really paying off? Like don't spend Etsy ads, number one, first of all, if you don't have a budget for it. 
if you have no budget, like in what you're going to sell, there's no budget for advertising, there needs to be a limit on what you'll spend. And if you go over that spend and you're giving your stuff away for free, is it really worth it? So there has to be some reasonable expectations made from advertising. And so we generally don't spin. We encourage like one little baby step at a time with, with Etsy ads. So can I give you an example of, of how that might work, Cody? Just Yeah, yeah, please. Um, so it would be like, number one, the first step would be to optimize the listings with organic. As soon as that's proven, then turn on the Etsy ads for the ones that are at the top only, not everything, just the ones that are doing well in your Etsy shop and put it at a dollar a day, test those out for a couple of weeks, see what's getting the traction, uh, parse out the ones that aren't getting any traction, only leave the ones that are getting something and then up your value. Uh, there will be a limit that Etsy will put you at, mm -hmm. but you, even if you set it really high, like at $500, if they give you that kind of budget, they might only spend 50. Sure. So don't worry too much about that. As long as it's converting, keep on putting it up. Yeah, I totally love that. And because business is numbers at the end of the day, oh, um, business is numbers at the end of the day, like we need to understand that like when we're making money or when we're not, especially if we're spending money on ads, like you need to make you need to make a profit or break even a profit on your ads. That's that's our, my rule at least. Um, everybody has their own rules and that's okay. Maybe we'll have a loss leader or something like that. But my mm -hmm. thought on Etsy ads is break even or profit on your ads. And you need to measure those things, you know, on a given time frame. My recommendation is usually seven days or 30 days out, like at a time, you know, and then make adjustments. But um, I'm sure we can talk about all the strategies all day, but like, how do you guys, how do you guys help people? Like maybe talk about that a little bit, like, if someone realizes, okay, I have an Etsy shop and I do, I, I can do this stuff myself and kind of figure this out, of course. And that's, you could do that. Everybody can do that. We believe in you know, that. Um, but there's also faster ways to do this. Right. And that's usually like hiring a mentor, hiring a coach. Um, personally, I grew up in sports and, uh, and I'm now in business. Right. And I have coaches everywhere, right. Different kind of coaches for different types of things. I totally believe in all of those things. If someone realizes they need those things, what kind of services do you guys provide and help people with? Yeah, well, all of our services are like tailored to the actual shop. So instead of like, here's, you know, a download and go have fun, fix your shop. That's just way too general for people. You need a very, like you said, we talked, like you noticed, we talk a lot about numbers. And so that's going to be different for every single shop. So when we work with people one-on-one, -on -one, it's all about uh, setting up a strategy for their specific shop. What, what are their goals? Everyone, not everyone has the same goals, you know, um, that's how we start out. Yeah. Not every idea is a winning idea either, to be honest. That's why we see so many listings that are doing nothing and so many shops that have nothing going on. So the last thing that a creator wants to do is miss out on a piece of the action. So it's kind of like um, not putting all your eggs in one basket idea is that if you can have like, you start off with a goal and then you can have multiple ways of reaching that goal. If you just have one channel of reaching it, then you know, you've got one, one chance, but the more spokes you make on that wheel, the more opportunity you have to have a smooth ride. And these days, it's not just one thing anymore. 2022, 23, it's the year of the collections are coming up, which is kind of building out collections because the nice thing about collections is the profitability in a collection is higher than an individual sale. Mm. So I see kind of a shift in the Etsy uh, profiteering through those collections coming up. Interesting. So, Go ahead. <laughs> so ba 
basically, yeah, we, we work together. We always start off with like a complimentary coaching call just to, you know, and really analyze what the individual shop owner's goals are. And then we build a package or a, you know, a mentorship based on, based on that. I love that. Okay. So basically the process is if, if you guys are watching this and you guys can see value in, and just, just talking with Melissa and Brad, they're, they're offering a free complimentary coaching call right? Free of charge. Just, um, I'll put the link in the below. I'll, I'll put the link in the comments as well, or the description, I guess. Um, so anybody that can sign up for that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy to help for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Like it seriously is. I mean, that's, I believe in so much of that approach of like a value driven value first type of approach. Obviously this video is super valuable for the people that, you know, are hungry and they want to learn from themselves and that's amazing. Right. And then additional value by just a free, free call to kind of go over their shop is again, just nobody does that right um because that takes a lot of your guys' time and so i really appreciate that like i look i love hearing that because i love this community i love the etsy selling community i love the on online entrepreneurship community just like you guys and we always want to give to this community because we are these people uh so that's awesome yeah there's there's tons more ideas i mean we just had a short period of time here but there's so many ideas for being able to succeed at this business but uh, we're always happy to share a few of them and looking forward to meeting anybody who's who's watching it to to give them some extra ideas no problem mm -hmm. that's amazing you guys are awesome where else can um besides the link below uh where else can people follow you guys and stay in touch with you guys sure well uh we're on tiktok uh at etsy coach on tiktok and then sweet spot help on instagram and then our website as well sweetspotmarketing.ca but TikTok, that's probably my favorite. That's a side tip for anyone. If you, I'll just, can I throw in a one please, last tip? Please, please, share all the value, everything. If I know a lot of times Etsy shop owners, especially newer Etsy shop owners, feel overwhelmed with all the choices for social media as to, they know, you know, that they should be on social media with their brand, but not really sure where to start. So this would be my number one suggestion in order of importance and effectiveness, if you're trying to figure out where you should put your effort, number one, TikTok, no matter how old you are, like I said, I'm like 45, I think, <laughs> 45, 46. And if I can go on TikTok as a mom of three and my kids not die, then it, you know, of embarrassment, it's okay. But it's so powerful. TikTok's so powerful for Etsy shop owners. So that would be my number one pick. Number two would be Instagram, um, top two for sure. Um, so yeah, that's what I would suggest for any, okay. if you're struggling and you don't have a lot of time, that would be my order of suggestion. And, and when you're saying that stuff, it's more so like external traffic. You're saying for like a, literally a, a shirt, a shirt brand or a, uh, handmade soap brand, like go, if you're looking for X after you kind of optimize your, you know, maybe at the same time while you're optimizing your, your, uh, your organic stuff, I'll, if you're gonna look for an external channel, test out TikTok first or Instagram reels probably, uh, next. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'd say. And yeah, you're totally right about that. It's pointless to be driving all this external traffic when Etsy can generate so much of its own internal traffic. So yeah, you definitely want to optimize that first. But if you're feeling like you after that's all done, yeah, you're totally right. But I love it. So, so, so valuable and so good because a lot of times and I know we can talk it all day, literally, um, but so <laughs> many times people as business owners, right, we want to do it all. And sometimes we, we, we convince ourselves that we can do it all. And we may be right sometimes, but we really, most of the time we're wrong, right? We really should focus. That's, that's such a key important. It's like a theme of my life of like, you need to focus on a thing if you want to be good at it or great at it. Right. Um, otherwise you're just going to be, if you're doing five things, like five different businesses, I'm going to do like whatever, five different businesses, you're going to be probably below average, literally for all of them. Um, it's the same thing for channels. It's the same thing for like a marketing channel. 
don't go start like a YouTube channel, a TikTok channel, Instagram, and like all at one time, just like figure one out, like I said, TikTok, and then if it's, it gets rolling and then you can add on another one and experiment with another one. Would you guys agree with that? Totally. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I've got my two, my two ideas, if it's okay, can I share those with you too? Like most of yeah. These are bonus tips. <laughs> These are bonus tips. Like you just mentioned, like just to jump on that, like you maximize out the Etsy shop, you get a couple uh, social media channels going and, and you really, um, you know, you really skillfully have those set up for yourself. But after that, just don't stop there. There's many more ways after the organic, after the even the Etsy ads and social media, there are way more ideas that are ready to go. Just keep on going. Add e-commerce channels. If and, that's within your goal. Yeah, every shop sure. owner. But. Yeah, if that's in your goal, make deals with influencers. Like there's sky's, so, the limit. <laughs> sky's limit, partnerships, collaborations. Like just keep on going. If you have a bestseller, knock it out of the park and take that bestseller all the way to your goal instead of thinking I got to make a, um, you know, 100, 200 listings. That might sink you but just focus on that strength i love it okay uh that's amazing guys thank you so much for literally all those things uh i hope that the audience got tons of value out of it i'm sure they did uh because even i did right even and i'm in i'm literally in this world so i learned a bunch here too so i just really really want to thank you guys for everything that you do for the community uh yeah just Thanks thank you yeah, yeah we always learn lots from it. you too mm -hmm. thank you thank for your you. tools and all the help that you give everybody mm -hmm. absolutely okay see you guys all right Bye. see ya